Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome back to Grey Wolf Footy. Episode 9 it is. You've got Fitzy here joined by the madman Matt Grace. No Ned this week again. He's just got home from work, so we'll let him have a break. But how you doing, dude? Yeah, pretty good. I even did the hair this week, Fitzy, for Ned. So, yeah, work here looking all, you know, professional for him. And he's, nah, he's working hard, the young man, providing for his family. So... He's a good man, and uh, we'll just soldier on without him. So That's it, and you look very nice in your work gear. Didn't get changed, but there's no time for that sort of rubbish. There's footy yeah. to talk about. And, of course, we're about to head off on a, uh, a football journey, really. We've got 20 days and 30 games, or however it works out to 33 be. 33 games, yeah. 33 games. It's going to be a huge festival of football, and, and we'll do the best we can to cover it. We'll probably still bring some podcasts out. We may do some videos. You've mentioned uh, a potential live video of some sort. So we'll work out the best way to cover everything, but it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be an interesting few weeks, that's for sure. You've yep. got teams playing four games within two weeks, uh, so management comes into that. Uh, you know, Supercoach is going to be hit pretty hard. We've obviously had the changes we've already spoken about, but keep an eye on the on the Grey Wolf, and, and we'll cover it as best we can. But uh, how yep. are you feeling going into the into this sort of few weeks with your team? Yeah, not too bad. The last couple of weeks haven't been uh, too bad. I've survived um, a few injuries, and... Um, some rookies, um, but yeah, I haven't been too bad. It could be worse. So could be worse. Complain, That's the best yeah, way to put it. Just keep on moving and. As Ned would say, let's get in some footy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> let's do it then. Well, we'll kick it off with uh, the game that'll be on tonight uh, when this comes out. It'll yes. be uh, Western Bulldogs playing Richmond, and we actually do have the teams for this game. So a few changes for both sides, Lloyd and Toby McLean coming in for the Bulldogs, whereas uh, Trent Cochin's back in for, for Richmond, which is a huge in for them. Uh, it, this could be actually a really good game. The Doggies are starting to come good at the right time of the year, it seems, and Richmond's thereabouts at the moment, sitting in their favourite spot ninth. Uh, uh, but what what are your thoughts for this game? Oh, I think doggies a win for me, Fitzy. I'm, I'll just go out there and call it. I, I, like Richmond, uh, um, you know, they've got a pretty big injury list at the moment. Cotchen back helps, and, you know, hopefully they'll get a couple other guys back. Like Basher Hawley yep, yep. is due to come back. you got Edwards to come back in as well. Um, Nan Curvis, another one. But I think the doggies are, yeah, starting to just, um, you know, gear it, gear it up a little bit and, um, they're pretty all right on the injury front as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed Lockie Hunter hasn't come back in. No, he's by the looks of that taking so, a taking a mental break. Yeah, I think was so, his thing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he's probably the only notable uh, person out of that side. And obviously, you know, they got Tim English, the big up and coming ruckman, and he was a bit quiet last week. But um, you know, it was the rest of the guys that stood up. McRae had a monster game. Yep. I think Bont scored. He wasn't too bad. Um, but and yeah, it, just, it was. A good all-round team effort, I think, yeah. for the doggies. So I think I think they'll win. Um, they're just probably going to have a bit stronger midfield and and that. And the, the big key, and, and they're talking about it, Fitzy, is um, Jack Rewald for me. He's just been nowhere this year. And, mm. um, you know, like Lynch is good to have up forward, but I think the missing thing for Richmond for them to win the flag this year is Rewald's got to be back to his best. You know, hitting that lead up to the wing and, yep, yep. and then he's the one that kicks it to Lynch. So... Um, he's sort of been a bit missing for me, mm. so um, I'd definitely keep an eye out. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they've axed a couple of premiership stars this week. Like if Rewalt sort of doesn't, you know, start getting his game up, like why why would he stay in the team? Yeah. Do, do you think it's form? Do you think it's age? Or do you think it's just a different forward line structure that's just not working at the moment? Uh, probably a mixture of all. Um, like he's probably a bit out of form and the mi- the mix-up of the forward line's a bit different. But, um, and you know, he's still probably adjusting to – to having Lynch there, but I mean, you know, they they won last year with him with him there, but yep, um, yep, yep. Uh, you know, whether it's because they had that time off and didn't have 
the facilities to be able to train and all that. And, you know, they could only really do fitness and some mm. weights and stuff when they're in lockdown. So um, it could be a factor of all that or could just be the old premiership hangover, Fitzy. Could very much be. And it could be a case of the West Coast Eagles who obviously hit their straps, you know, well, three or four weeks ago. It could be a similar thing. If Rewald starts to play you know, at, at the level that he should and they get some of these players coming back, they're really the, the sleeping dog for September action, really, at this yep. stage. But yep. I'm going to stick with you. I think the Doggies are playing some really good football at the moment. They're really good to watch. Like a lot of teams right now are just really boring to watch, I find. Yep. And the Dogs definitely aren't. They're up and about. And yep. like you said before, pretty, pretty healthy list they'd be close to 100% and they've got a lot of players in good form so I'll stick with those guys uh, on the Wednesday night so Wednesday night game it's um yeah it's weird it's weird very and, weird um you know obviously last week VC choice uh, again this week with McRae course, so I yeah. uh, I went game and went Grundy VC and that sort of blew off in my face but like oh, yeah. big Maxi Gorn come out and went yeah. bang um, as he has been so I think I'll be sticking with uh, McRae this week or, or I think Gorn's actually yeah, Thursday, Thursday night. So we'll talk about um, that in a minute. But yeah, it's there's plenty of options there early on. But I suppose you don't want to be you know waiting for Gorn to get VC and he goes doesn't do anything and then you've well got that's true someone. I think that's very unlikely what does he need 153 or something to go to above 800k this yeah. week I read on, yep. on Twitter so yep. we'll talk about that game now of course Gorn's Demons taking on Port Adelaide who are the top team of the competition only lost a few games equal with Brisbane so good to see a couple of different teams up the top of the moment but uh, this could be a really interesting match Gracie and I think it'll say a lot about Melbourne's form who at times have looked the best team of the comp and at other times have looked pretty, yep. pretty ordinary uh, how do you see this one playing out of of course, the midfield battle will be a big one. Yeah, midfields, both midfields are very strong. Obviously, uh, old Clary Oliver come up pretty big last week and um, he's going, you know, probably he's stepped up that disposal efficiency, which has helped a little bit. So, um, but, you know, Viney's fit and healthy. Gorn's dominating. Petrak has just gone from, you know, mm. ba- like nothing to bang. And yep. um, he's he'd be have to be up there for the most improved player in the competition, yeah, I think. Definitely. So, um it's going to come down to whose forward line operates better, I think. So if Dixon kicks a few, I think Port will win. But mm. if Melbourne can somehow with McDonald or someone up there or Wiedemann can kick a winning score, then they'll win. So yeah. I yeah. think they're pretty even all across the board. Both got yep. great defences. Um, you know, you got May and Lever down back for Melbourne and, and Port are, are quite strong as well. So... I think um, it's going to be the forward line. Yeah. Who, can, who can dominate? And interestingly, the forward, the forward line is probably the weakness of both sides at times. Of yep. course, if Dixon's not kicking a bag, you know where's it coming for for Port Adelaide? Obviously, Brett Ebert's kicked a few, and Robbie Gray's doing his thing. This should be a really good game. I think I'll stick with Port Adelaide. I think they're just in in the right sort of form yep. at the moment. And again, Melbourne can look quite ordinary. Like their midfield's yep. obviously on fire, but if the forwards and backs aren't doing their job, they can look pretty pretty bad at times. Yep. And I'm expecting this one to be a pretty good game on Thursday night. I'm enjoying yep. the the Thursday night games actually just to yep. set the weekend off on a good tone. So yep. well, I'll go, I'll go Melbourne. Go then. Melbourne. Yeah. We'll, yep. we'll keep, we'll keep it <laughs> mixing it up, but uh, <laughs> we'll move to the, the two Friday night games. Gracie, we've got the double header, which is going to be a lot of fun. Actually, this one, the first one kicks off at Optus stadium at 5 40 PM, uh, Victorian time. So I won't even be, an, be off work. It's going to be an early <laughs> one in WA, but uh, Carlton are taking on Hawthorne. Can't imagine a massive crowd flocking into the stadium for this anyway. So if you want to get off early, people, Perth, might be a few people calling in a, a, a killing in sick for that. Day, a few, few uh, Hawthorne supporters who probably don't work anyway. So, uh, 
Um, this this has the makings of a very interesting game. We've spoken about Hawthorne and their troubles. Carlton are up and about. They've had a few very nice wins and a couple of near misses. Uh, but having said that, if, if Hawthorne were ever going to recover something from this season, this is a game that they could possibly do it. Yep, absolutely. I think... I think so. I think Hawthorne, are, um, there's a lot of questions being asked about them at the moment with Alistair Clarkson and should they rebuild. And, mm. um, you know, I read something today, Fitzy, that um, back when obviously they were winning premierships, um, Clarkson made sure that everyone was on an even pay packet. Yep. So Hodge, Lewis, um, Roughhead, Franklin, they were all on the same pay packet. And that's where they ended up losing Buddy because Buddy wanted that extra yeah, money. Yeah. So, yep. um, and that's probably why they were so successful. They were able to fit more stars in the salary cap. Yep. And they've still got a fair bit of room in that salary cap that they can go after someone this year but mm. I suppose you look at what they got at the moment like they they paid a bit for Wingard but like Wingard O'Meara and that like they're starting to get towards that 30 you know, a bit high well, Wingard's not but O'Meara's getting up there a bit um, you know do they try and you know poach a few more experienced guys to have a crack at you know maybe one two mm. premierships or do they just start a full rebuild and mm. just start playing these kids again so yeah um but look, I'm going to go Carlton Fitzy. I think yep. you know they obviously beat North last week, and then um, they only lost to a kick after the siren to the top side in the comp. So mm. um, David Teague's doing a few good things there, and they're doing it without Cripps having an impact. Fitzy, True. he's yeah. he is now under 500k in Supercoach, yeah. and I know he probably hasn't warranted form to pick him, but. I mean, you buy low and, and sell high, as our mate Jono says. <laughs> yeah. You've probably got that from you. But, oh, yeah. Um, but no, I, I'll, I'll go Carlton, and especially doing it without Paddy Cripps having a – yeah, a big impact. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good sign. It's good, isn't it? And guys like Ben McKay standing up, and uh, and young uh, Cunningham. Is that, no, yeah, Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah. yeah, he's been playing well. So he's yeah. that good. I can't remember his name, but they've got some really good players stepping up and filling a role. And even Doherty has been pretty quiet the last couple of yep. weeks. But I'd say Cripps has almost worked himself onto a not start with list for me. Like he's his impact in games has sort of been there, but it really hasn't. At the same time, it's yeah. very funny. He's I, been awful, but still scoring yeah, 80s. So if he yeah. actually pulls his finger out, he might go big. So. Exactly. If you watch the game, you'd probably expect him to score a little bit higher than what he has. Yeah. But um, anyway, I think uh, yeah, Hawthorne are in a very bizarre spot because they've sort of been in similar positions in years gone by and they've relied on getting players in from other teams. Like this year they brought, or was it last year they brought Sam Frost in and these sorts of guys to to fill positions. But I, I think I've said it on the podcast already, but the fact that they've got Sean Burgoyne at 37, 38 starting in centre bounces, I think that's a massive issue. Like I don't care how good the guy is. He's not mm. going to be there in two or three years, let alone in next month. Yeah. Why aren't they giving games to these youngsters? And that's yeah. been the problem with Clark over the years, and that's been the big issue with super coaches. You'll never play the play the kids more than a few games. So yeah. oh. I think in there is really what their problem is. And you know, North Melbourne's feeling the same thing from when Brad Scott wouldn't do the same. He wouldn't play the kids. So it's just even though they've been able to hang on with getting some good players in, um, you know, John Patton's another one. I think at some point they need to go, yep, time for a rebuild, yeah. clear them out, start again. Yeah, it's like and it's like back when Sydney, you know, I think at one stage Sydney missed the finals once in like nine years because yeah. Yep. They'd occasionally play, you know, kids for six, seven, eight games throughout the year and they'd get that experience um, mm. like that. And then, you know, like Geelong got rid of all their premiership stars probably when yeah, they could yeah. have played another two to three years. Like Chapman went to Essendon, Kelly went to Essendon um, and all that. So it's, um, 
and like Stevie J went up to mm. GWS. So there's, yeah, um, you know, it's it's a matter of making the call at the right time. And as much as it might hurt to get rid of a premiership star that's, you know, done so much for the club, I think, you know. Mm. Got to look at the future. Be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like what they did with the Bulls in the uh, in the last dance documentary. True. you got to rebuild at some point. One thing that's good, I was thinking actually watching the game last night, like a guy like Jack Henry, you know, like he's probably, he's not a household name or anything, but he'd be close to 50 games or probably more he by now, wouldn't he? He and Sel would yeah. have played their There you go. Yeah. Like a guy that's just kept, they've kept him, Mark O'Connor's another one. They've had, yeah. given him that chance and, you know, he'll probably be a household name in a few years, probably make the All-Australian squad mm. at some point. So that's yeah. what other teams need to do and Geelong's definitely done that right. I'll, I'll go Carlton in that game as well, Gracie, but the second game kicking off at 8.10pm uh, up at Metricon Stadium. Essendon taking on Brisbane. This could actually be a good game as well. The Lions are, will equal first on the ladder and yep. the Bombers are thereabouts. They're probably, they're seventh at the moment. They probably could have had a few extra wins on that, I reckon, and obviously they're one game short, but uh, this could be a cracking match. Yeah, I, I think so. The only thing that's hurting Brisbane and nearly cost on the weekend was a Ruckman because they come oh, up yeah. against Gorn and, yep. um, and Gorn just dominated. But, um, I mean, Essendon, Bell Chambers probably isn't in the same class for me as as a Max Gorn or a Grundy but um, or a Nick Nat for that fact. But, um, yeah, I just – it's interesting, Fitzy, Essendon are seventh on 20 wins. They're only one win off first mm-hmm. and they've got a game in hand and they've got – Dylan Shields still out, Heppel's still out, yeah, Stringer's yeah. still out. Um, I think Hooker's out as well. He was out last week as well, I think. So, like, it's they've got a big injury list, and it's scary to think that they're only one win off top spot. Mm, it um, is. With those, like, I mean, Heppel and, and um, Stringer might not be back till the end of the year, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see them yeah. where they are for considering the, the availability yeah. they've gotten. You know, Bell Chambers has been out of the side since, well, he came back last mm. week, but... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, it's, it's isn't interesting it? that they've managed to, you know, get some wins. And yeah. like they dominated Collingwood a few weeks ago. Um, you know, that was probably Stringer's best game he's mm. had playing it's AFL a, football. It's a weird situation because the media is obviously frothing over Port Adelaide and St Kilda and now West Coast who have suddenly hit form, but you're not really reading much about Essendon, are you? And you no. make a great point. And even, like, they've got all these these kids playing. Like, Ridley's been really good and Ham's been really good and all these players that, again, they're not household names, but they're getting games and they're playing well, so they yep. deserve to keep their spots. I actually think Essendon has one of the more settled teams in the AFL when they've got a full 22, best 22 playing. They've got a great forward line. They've got a great defense. They've got a great, and probably underrated, midfield probably the Ruckman does let them down at times but yeah. I think they're a very solid team and it is very strange that we haven't seen much about them in the media but do you think they can they can knock off the Lions this weekend uh, I don't think so not with the the Brisbane's midfield and Backman and you know and that four line's pretty dangerous so it'll be a close game but I think um, Brisbane will Brisbane will still win that one and, yeah um, like if if Essendon were fully fit with Heppel and Stringer and and Shield in there then yep. I'd probably say yeah they probably would but um, like, what are the odds there? It's the thing. Well, Sportsbet's got Brisbane at a dollar forty three and Essendon at two seventy eight, which yep. wouldn't be a bad throwing a little multi on there and including yeah. Essendon to have a win. Yep. But you know, I reckon I might go the Bombers for the upset, Gracie. I reckon yep. again, if they had to play that extra game, and let's just say if they had have beaten Melbourne, and all of a sudden they're equal first on the ladder, I'd say those odds would be very much a different story. Yeah, so yep. I might back Essendon in for a bit of an upset there. But so you'll stick with the Lions. Oh, I'll go with the Lions, yeah. All right, it's good to be different. So we'll move on to the Saturday games and we'll, we'll go to the uh, the Wooden Spoon Bowl, we'll call it. My boys, North Melbourne, taking on Adelaide at Metricon. I probably won't worry about watching this game, but what do you reckon will happen? <laughs> um, I mean, Adelaide showed a bit last week. Fitzy, they... Um, I'm trying to think who they played now. I didn't watch the Saints, game myself. they played? Um, no, uh, it was Essendon. They lost Essendon. by three points. That's so. it. 
Um, you know, they showed a bit last week and, you know, a young guy like, like McPherson had a quiet, I think, half and a bit of footy and then he finished on nearly 100 Supercoach. So, did, yeah. Um, Hamill had a, another good game as well. So, um, some of the young kids are starting to, to play a bit better. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think Tex had a fairly decent game as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think North will win, um, Fitzy, but like just because I th- yeah, I, I don't think they'll lose to Adelaide. I don't think anyone will no, lose to Adelaide this yeah. year. So, um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's worrying signs, I guess, for North. But you know, as you said, they just got to give the kids a go and yeah. start getting those games into them. I like the structure that North Melbourne ran with last week, keeping Mackay in and putting Walker forward. At times, he started back and went forward and through. North Melbourne should have won that game. If Pittard doesn't give away that stupid free kick at the end of the third quarter, to you know, which would have been a goal for North, um, yeah. I think we would have gone into the last quarter with some momentum. But, Jesus, there's some silly mistakes. And I really hope that Reece Shaw has absolutely ripped shreds off the players this week because that performance yep. and the last few performances have been absolute trash. And that's coming from a diehard North Melbourne supporter. We've got the right personnel. It's just execution. That's yeah. purely all it is at the moment. Like using the ball terribly. Ben Brown isn't having a bad season because he can't take a mark. He's having a bad season because they can't kick for for crap. Yeah. Like yep. he can't mark the ball if they kick it nowhere near him. And then yep. he's been drawn further up the ground, so he's you know he's nowhere near goal. And yep. like and all this rumors yep. about being traded is a load of rubbish. If we could kick it to him properly, we'd be fine. So that's my yep. little bit of a rant there. I hope that uh, that Cunners comes back soon because we're desperately missing him in and under because we've got. Higgins, Simkin and Pollock, three of the best ball users outside the pack. But if no one yep. gets it to them, we've got no yep. hope. So, yep. look, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say the boys will have a win and we need it for goodness sake. Yep. I reckon we should be in that mix yep. for ninth or 10th. Honestly, a few games that we should have won. But yep. look, Adelaide's playing some good footy. And like we've said a few times, it's great for Supercoach because all the all the kids are playing and they're staying in the team. Yeah. And I only exactly. caught the sort of the end of that Crows games got quite close there. They probably should have won, actually. They yep. kicked a few points in that last quarter. But mm-hmm. McPherson looked at home in that game. He was he was great. He even looks like he's played 100 games already, yeah. and yep. uh, which, again, is great news. So yep. uh, the only thing was Tom Duday got injured in that game. I'm not sure if he's he's going to miss a week or not. But uh, Yeah, I haven't uh, read too much into their, their injury yeah, list. So. He's the only concern for Adelaide, but I'll stick with the, with yeah. the North boys. But then we'll go to the, uh, the evening game there. St. Kilda playing Sydney at the game. Uh, Saints are favourites by quite a long way. And uh, look, I think I'll stick with the Saints, but Sydney have got a few promising signs there, Gracie, including the massive game by Dane Rampey last week. He played with a broken hand and they reckon he may not even miss this week, which is pretty amazing. Oh, he's, um, he's, a, he's a warrior and he's he's been a super coach thereabouts for quite a few years. So, mm. um, you know, he's got that left foot, takes the kick in sometimes, with alternates with Lloyd and um, he's got, you know, he gets lots of meters gain and things like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yep. Um, you know, he's he's not been a guy that you you, know, you must have. Like, he's a guy that you take a punt on and mm. he'll deliver games like that or he'll he'll score you a 60. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I don't know, Fitzy, I'm still not sold on the Saints for mine. It's, yeah, yep. oh, I just don't know. Like, they've got these plays. Like, Paddy Ryder did have a good game, I've seen, and, you know, they've, they picked up Hill and, and, you know, some other guys like Jones and, and Butler. But I don't know. I'm still not sold on yeah, the Saints. I know, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. I, I think they're – and we've said it before. They're very much a purple patch team. And, like, if they play well yeah. for a few weeks, as they have here, they've, they've won uh, – was it four of the last five? 
uh, unless I haven't scrolled far enough on the page. But they're that sort of team. They could really just, they could fall in a heap, lose three in a row and be out of the finals race and then we'd, yeah. we'd give up on them. So they're a very hard team to pick. And the one thing that you can tell Sydney's missing is is Franklin. Like yeah. their back line's solid. Their midfield, I guess they're missing Kennedy. Midfield's doing quite well. But if they had Franklin up forward, they'd probably yeah. be in the top eight quite easily. Oh, um, if Heaney was fit too as Heaney's well. Heaney's another one. Yeah. yeah, like it's just unfortunate that they've had injuries to those players. But, I mean, it's given them the chance to blood some, some youngsters and, and Matthew Ling yeah. played on the weekend. I'm not sure if you're looking at him for super coach. Um, they've had a few of these young guys come in and make an impact, which is yeah. really good. So yeah. um, I'm actually a bit surprised at Sydney's record at this stage, but those injuries are really taking its toll. So, uh, you know, $3 for the Swans. Maybe we should back them in. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, they just have a habit. Like, you know, you got Tom Papley. He's the Coleman medal leader. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, I think. So, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, they've got players there and it's just a matter of, I think they'll use this year to get, more games into some of these kids and give them an opportunity to see where they're at. Yeah, and, yep. Um, they're going to get an academy player. Yeah, like well, they, do right. they do every year. Every so, year. Yep. Um, they'll they'll uh, they'll be all right. The Swans. Yeah, I agree with that, man. So I'll, I think let's let's back the Swans just uh, to annoy Jono. He'll be listening to this <laughs> and we'll get him a bit worked up. But let's move to the Saturday night game, and this is going to be a very interesting match. We've got your boys Geelong third on the ladder, mind you, taking on West Coast, who are fifth. Geelong's paying three dollars forty five to win. I think yeah. that's just offensive. <laughs> Um, for, for me, I think everyone's getting a little bit too excited about West Coast yeah. performance last week. I Damn. mean, Collingwood played without a forward line. Like, you know, you, you're not going to kick it to a, a Cameron and a Mai check. They're not going to mm. kick you a winning score. Like, Dugowie, it was the same the week before. Dugowie single-handedly beat us. So, yeah, yep. um, you know, Pendles withdrew early. And um, I think it might have been a bit wet. Like, so Grundy was, you know, pretty he was ineffective, ineffective as yep. well. So, yeah. Um, I think everyone got a, got a very you know, a bit excited because you know Kennedy's record against Geelong is um, is not the best. Not great, so yeah. um, you know we've got a fairly strong defense. Stewart back, mm. which will help as well. And um, the only issue that we'll have is we've got no ruckman at the moment because they're all injured. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's so it's Radigalia and Blue Sars. But it worked last night against still Monday night against Frio because it was wet. Blue Sales was able to just run Darcy yeah. ragged. So, yep. Yep. Um, and Radigalee is fairly fit himself. So, um, it'll be a different story against Nick Nat um, on Saturday night. But, um, you know, having Duncan, Duncan showed that he was missed. He had a mm. BOG game, I think. So, yeah, easy. Um, it, it'll just depend on, you know, how our forward line and those younger guys develop. You know, Brad Close played a, a really good game, Fitzy. So, he's one to keep an eye out, super coach wise, as well. But, Look, I, the odds are like I'd be tempted as to put a bet on Geelong yeah. to win that game, um, but yeah, I, like I, I think West Coast will win, but um, like I'm not expecting us to get it to, to win, but it'll be closer than what the odds are. Yeah, saying. I, I'd be quite offended if I was a Geelong supporter. <laughs> like they should easily be closer than that. And again, they're third on the ladder. They're playing some great footy. You know, it was a hard slog against the Dockers uh, in last round's match, but uh, I'm, I actually think Geelong's going to win. I'm going to back them just because I think that if you can nullify Darling and Kennedy. Like that's all. I mean, yeah. They're, I mean, I know they had a field day last week, but I rec- I think that Geelong's backline will match up really well against those guys because yeah. you'll have if Henderson keeps his spot, he'll take one of those guys. Stewart's back in. Harry Taylor plays that extra man. You've still mm. got Jack Henry down there. Yeah. Like Geelong has the ability to really suffocate a forward line, and I yeah. think they'll do that on the bigger ground over at Optus. Yeah. I actually think Geelong might be, have a win. It's just going to be the midfielders with Kelly and oh, I think Yo's suspended. I don't know if he's Yo's challenging. suspended. Yeah, he was think, challenging it. I don't know if he yeah. if he. If he uh, well, fingers crossed for me, he doesn't get off. Yeah. Get off. But, uh, I mean, you, you want the best players in mm. when you're playing in the best teams. Yeah, so. I think so. And, and obviously yeah. the home ground advantage probably plays 
some sort of, yeah. uh, I guess, uh, uh, factor Ge- in this. Geelong have got the, the issue of they're one of the teams that are going to play four games in yeah. 15 days. So yeah, there's a few of them. They're going to have to look at, you know, they might rest some guys, so... Um, depending how beat up they are from that game on Monday. but uh. Which is an interesting point. We'll talk about that after we run through these last few games about the impact on Supercoach with the, the big uh, fortnight we've got coming up or three or four weeks coming up. But uh, we'll move to the Sunday games. We'll run through these quickly, Gracie. The Gold Coast Suns taking on GWS at Metricon. Two of the, I guess you could still say, the form teams of the competition. Two of the better teams that aren't in the top eight, mind you. Uh, this could be an absolute ripping contest. The Giants are favourite. I'm going to back the Suns because I want to see them carry on this form that they've built up but uh, yep. what do you think oh i don't think the suns stand a chance fitzy with mine i think the giants have hit their hit their straps and you know kelly dominated last week cameron was up and about toby green kicked what five and had nearly yeah, 20 yep. odd touches so um you know i think with all those guys in coniglio's back in a bit of form um the only and you know their defenders um haynes is dominating you know shaw's still doing his thing off half back yep, um yep. you know it's a, it's a scary side like i i said it probably a month ago that they were, you know, they were in a bit of trouble and it yeah, was guys yeah. like Kelly and Kidiglio and Green and Cameron that had to step up and, you know, Perryman's been, well, they're going to have to pay him some big bucks to keep mm. him up there. So I just think, um, like, I'd love to see the Gold Coast win and, you know, keep in touch with that top eight. But I think just the uh, the more experienced heads might uh, prevail. Yeah, I think, yeah, you could be right. I'll stick with the Suns just because I'm, you know, because I like them. But um, it, it's very interesting. Uh, the Giants are 12th on the ladder and they're paying 10 bucks for the premiership, which is quite interesting. The odds are actually quite funny to look at because it is really anyone season. It's up for grabs this year. But look, uh, the Giants should be able to flex their muscles against the Suns. But I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the Cinderella story uh, of, of them making the finals and yep. hopefully they get yep. up. And we'll move on to the last game of the round, which is uh, Sunday this week. And the other rounds is where it starts to get a bit mixed up. Yep. But Fremantle taking on Collingwood at Optus. This could be a good game, actually. The Fremantle... Uh, I don't know. They, they were pretty ordinary against Geelong, but of course we had the wet conditions, but Collingwood were just woeful. So yep. this could be a very, very bizarre game. Yep. I'm, I'm going Freo. Fife yeah. back. Fife. Yeah. He'll be back. That's a big in. That's massive. And I don't like Pendles will probably come back for, for Collingwood. And, um, you know, if it's, if it's decent weather, like Sean Darcy um, can compete in the ruck with Grundy. Mm. He's got the, the size. It's just around the ground where he'll get beaten, but that's where Lob. Yep, comes yep. in and, and can help out and, and pinch it as well. So it's just going to come down to the four lines for this one. Like Frio's mm. four line um, has probably got a bit more firepower than Collingwood at the moment, but... Um I suppose we'll just wait and see. It's, it's going to yeah. depend on the weather for that game. Well, yeah, and obviously the last week's game with Geelong and, and Fremantle yep. was an absolute slog in the wet, and Collingwood just did not look in that game at all. They looked like no. they were at, at another field just about. Which but was good to watch. Yeah, it was good to watch, actually. Look, I might stick with Fremantle as well, Gracie, and I think there could actually be a few upsets this round going by the sports bet odds. So if yep. you're a gambling man, gamble responsibly, but <laughs> check those odds out because it could yep. be a very interesting round of football. But, of course, this is, uh, I guess, the first week of this festival of football we've got going on that we've We've spoken about it a few times. It's going to affect Supercoach in a very big way, Gracie. But before we get into that, you told me you've got a big trade plan or you've got some controversial trades you're going to make. Massive, and I need, need massive, to hear about this. Massive. So, I mean, I think most people are going to bring in close after his yeah, yeah. Um, performance on, on Monday night. So he'll come in for uh, picket for me. 
But I think just off the back of a 195, I think uh, Kelly just fits nicely into my oh, midfield. So he's absolutely. got a break, break even of 60. So it's probably the cheapest you're going to get him at 586 for mm. quite some time. So, um, and then with five back, Fitzy, my uh, my midfield now is uh, Neil, Fife, McRae, Danger, Kelly, Viney, and Cripps with Pickett, the only. Uh, yeah, non, yeah. I guess primo, you'd say. I mean, Chris yeah, yeah. is not showing premium status at the moment, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it makes my team look a lot stronger. Oh, that's for that sure. wasn't controversial at all. I was expecting no, but it was a big, big. It's big, big news. Oh, big news. okay. Well, I thought you were going to bring in Sam Mays or someone like that. No, but, I'm no um, Sean Bray. No, of course. But the the big problem that we've got, and and our buddy uh, Jono was pointing out the uh, the. Devin Smith debacle. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually tempted to trade him with these extra few trades we've got in the bank this week. It's a, it's a tough one. Um, and I know that a few people have said on Twitter that you need to perhaps look at him as a rookie this year because he was only 300-odd K when we, when yep. we started with him. Um, I might hold this week, but he's really bleeding money fast, and especially with some rookies like Rankin's playing well. Close as an obvious trade-in. Even Georgiades, I had a quick look at him after, again, Jono mentioned it. I'm assuming that you probably told him. But anyway... <laughs> There's a few good rookies that are worth looking at there. I think Devin Smith, his time might be about up. That's who I'm that's who I'm getting rid of for Kelly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we well, didn't yeah. say that. So that makes me look like an idiot. But <laughs> No, I but I, I totally agree. I think um, Jono did message me and I said, I've got other issues. But once it all unlocked on Monday night, I'm like, well, mm. all of my rookies are playing. Um, I looked at George Artis as well. And the only one that I'll probably get rid of is like Trent Rivers is the only one. Yeah, or McHenry. Yeah. But he'll probably come back in this week. But... And, like, I've got Sturt. He's um, apparently not far off coming back. So, you know, they're, they're guys that have got potential to still make more money. And yep. that's what you need at the moment is you still yeah, need that money. And, do. Um, like, Arts has got a low break even, so he's still got a little bit of time. So I was able to move Rankin back into the forward um, – not Rankin uh, – Butterick back into the forward line and yep, yep. and get rid of Smith, so it's yep. um so it's worked yeah. out pretty well. And yeah. I think that's the key thing. We've said it a couple of weeks running now. Is that cash generation is important over anything else? Even if it means you only make thirty k or something off trading a guy like Rivers or someone who's not playing to someone who is playing. I think at this stage of the season, it's worth doing. And like we pointed out last week, you need guys that are going to hit three hundred k because they're the ones that you can upgrade. And uh, you know, talking about about Brad Close, he's a he's an automatic pick in for me. With Dalhouse going to you know, he's going to miss a few weeks but the Geelong boys are the ones that we need to keep an eye on Tom Stewart Duncan over the next week or so they're the ones yep. that you need to target uh, I think there's a few other guys that are, that are you know dropped a bit in price Andrew Gaff is another one I think they've got the buy next week I'm pretty sure yep and then he might be worth looking at the week yep. after because he had a few quiet games mm. so you really need to trade smart over the next few yep. weeks to try and finish your team it sort of sucks a little bit because the extra four trades do mean that you know you've got an extra couple there to use to make money otherwise you know if th- two or three weeks ago we're looking at possibly not even completing a team whereas yep. that's kind of changed a bit now but it does allow you, allow you the the luxury of trading a Devin Smith out I think and I'd be probably doing it this week if you're going to otherwise he's just going to lose too much money yeah yep absolutely are you going to bring in Georgiatis or yeah I've got him in with my latest trades at the moment because yep. um, I was going to drop King down to him uh, just because yep. uh, Todd Marshall's injured for six weeks uh, yeah, so okay. he's he's out so he's, he's probably my, got I some good job to, security uh, look at actually getting rid of Sturt for Georgiatis yeah he had he, seven but... touches and he scored 86. Yeah, they're all contested, they're all contested. Uh, which is which is pretty bloody impressive actually. So I'm looking at him uh, close in and then trading Smith up to, to Whitfield actually. So yep. get him back That's in again. Yeah. So I think I might end up doing that. So it's still still a few players to bring in. Duncan hopefully in next week um, and then I do a bit of work. Gotta, I think you've got to generate backs. that cash for Stewart. Oh, definitely Duncan next week because he'll be, he'll yeah, be yeah. as low as he'll get. Stewart's probably the week after he'll because he didn't, he sort of met his projected so mm. he's probably um, 
still a couple of weeks away before you get him in. But yeah, um, yep, you know, by then you might have a you know like someone who picked me who picked up Will Day. He'll probably it'll be less than a hundred k to go Will Day to Tom yeah, Stewart, which is like perfect. it's uh, or McPherson or you know I've got Hill if Hill comes back this week. So yeah, it's, there's plenty of options there, there to get is. Stewart and. And, um, you know, and same with Duncan, like you've yeah. got, you got Pickett, who's probably not far off. He'll have a couple more games, especially yep. if he if he scores, you know, a 40 or a 50 this week. That's really going to put the pressure on to, yeah. to is ditch it, him. He's a weird player, isn't he? Like, he actually looks disinterested in most games that he's played other than that grand final. So yeah. it's an interesting choice. But as we as we sort of start to try and uh, complete our teams, I think we've got to take advantage of some of these cheaper options, even if it means there's a luxury there to trade one of them down the track. Uh, yep. I think Devin Smith needs to go, but I think completing your team is the, the paramount objective yep. at this point. And of course, getting rookies that are playing because as you said before, there's a lot of teams that are going to be playing four games in a two-week period like Geelong. They're going to rest players. You can guarantee yep. that you know, uh, Danger, maybe Duncan might get a rest. All these guys will probably play. I think they'll all play two out of, uh, sorry, three out of the four games. Yep. I just don't think with their workload, they could be doing four games in yep. two weeks, which is insane. But yep. I mean, watch this space. But if you've got any rookies that aren't playing, like you said before, Rivers, these sorts of guys, Brander, if you've still got him, I'd be moving them on. Even if if you're not making a lot of money, you need players playing to at least give yeah. you some options and you can loophole them as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's the, that's sort of the goal at this point. And we should be looking to try and get our teams as complete as we can by the end of these sort of buy rounds. Use your three every week. Just trade hard, as we've yep. said all season, and try and get together some sort of team. But looking more likely with the extra four trades, we should be able to get some sort of a respectable side together. Yeah, I think, I think so. And, yeah, as you said, you got to have those guys playing. And I was just looking there, Fitz, if Pickett gets 60 this week, or 63, his break even will be 65 yeah, yeah. next week. So, so it's about stagnant at this yeah, point anyway. So he'll get he'll get above the 300K, which is what you want. And, yep, you know, it's yep. going to be an easy couple hundred thousand to get Mitch Duncan if you yep. want. If you want Duncan, and I mean, Duncan got, what, 140 or something? Yeah, that'd be my Monday trade night. next week. So um, I think a lot of people bring him in. And then, you know, depending on how you go down the track, that you know, if Cripps doesn't improve, you've got the option there of exactly. you know, maybe getting a Trelaw or something if, if he doesn't um, pop yeah. a twang. Yeah, which soon, is the, so. that's the concern, isn't it? Because it's the injury, uh, I guess, the players at an injury risk that are going to be getting rested. And you probably don't want to trade in too many of those guys at this stage of the season. And you sort of know who those guys are. They're the usual suspects. So it's about yep. trading smart, I think. But it's just getting players that are playing and then using that money wisely. Yep. And, and again, like we're, I guess in a funny way, we're lucky to have a Stewart and a, and a Duncan, these guys that are going to drop so much in price. So uh, it's going to be an interesting few weeks and, and we're going to do our best here at Grey Wolf to cover as much footy as we can over the next few weeks. But it's going to be pretty cool to have football on every night We just won't have, may not have the full teams and stuff, but we can still talk uh, Supercoach, which I is think- what everyone... Once. I think so. So get your questions in via Facebook or on our website because I think we will do that, Gracie. We'll talk as much Supercoach as we can over this next few weeks because that's what's going to be uh, hot. It's going to be a hot topic, I think, as people try to finish their teams yep. off. But uh, thank you very much for joining me once again. You better get home and change out of your work clothes because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably a bit smelly. and <laughs> yeah, Just a bit yeah. from working too hard. But keep an eye on our Facebook page. We'll be uh, keeping everyone up to date from there. Take care and we'll see you soon. Catch you guys. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.